1: Well, good morning everybody this is guest Thursday and uh, we have returning guest uh, Joel and Christina Gunn from San Antonio uh, if you uh, uh, didn't listen to last week's uh, session go back and listen to it because it was, it was yeah. a great story stories of mm-hmm. uh, them all being involved with their family and their uh, sons and new wife's uh, place and new job and um, it's really a great illustration you guys have of just you being available to process God's will and you experiencing you experiencing and then they get the privilege of experiencing the supernatural
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to where I'm I'm assuming uh, your son is really thrilled more than we can we can even understand right in terms of where he's at with his job and all that yeah for sure yeah he's he's
2: uh, like I said for this young age this is a dream job mm-hmm. you know at the point he is in his life and um, something that that he's aspired to for years and yeah. it all comes together so quickly as we shared last week
1: yep and they still get to live in san antonio right yes they do. it's remote which it's makes mom
3: car. and dad happy yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. and nathan nathan loves to travel a little
2: bit so this will give him they're going to fly him up there several times a year and and then maybe I'll, remotely so we'll see as time goes on mm-hmm. but, uh, so yeah
1: where's where's their do you know where their headquarters is in chicago it's uh
2: it's the, out west so it's in like schomburg
3: no it's at the, it's it in schomburg
2: it's in one of the it's in schomburg uh which is west west of, west side yeah
1: yeah great very yep that will be fun near south barrington yep south barrington yeah yeah we know yep. where that is uh well yep. we'd we'd love to uh continue and i know you guys uh, Kathy and i are in the middle of our supernatural series and uh, you guys have i know been experiencing that in many many different ways so we'd love to hear uh, any more stories that you could share uh, of for you or other people you're involved in of just things that, and walk us through all the detail of it of you know how it came about each step of the way and then and then how did god demonstrate you know his wonderful life for us so we'd love to hear any stories you got you want to share with us
2: why don't you, uh, I, I told most of the last story. Why don't you tell them about um, Kimry being in the car accident and the healing that came from it.
3: So um, our daughter-in-law on March 15th was in a little fender bender. It it wasn't a major accident, but it was a fender bender and it wasn't a, mm-hmm. she didn't hit her head. She didn't hit anything, but she tensed up quite a bit when it, she was, re- uh, she rear ended there was a little situation. So um, came home, everything was Seemed to be fine. She seemed to be fine. There was no physical evidence of anything being wrong with her. So we were doing all the insurance stuff, was helping navigate through that. Um, I think it was just a few days later. All of a sudden, she literally started having tremors like this, and mm. her whole head like this. Mm. It was like, what? What's going on? And she's like, I. She says, I, I said, like, can you hold it? And she would just be like this, and I was like, what is going on? And so. We, we were giving her, I thought, okay, she's tensed up. Let's give her some, you know, ibuprofen or something to kind of calm it down. Nothing, nothing over the counter worked. Let's take her to the chiropractor. Let's take, get x-rays. Did CT scan. So I was just like beyond myself going, I don't know what's happening, but it was actually traveling. The tremor was traveling up into her head. So she was mm-hmm. actually shaking her head too. Um, the park. I was like, Lord, what is this? And so, um, I just started standing in the gap, just praying, just praying, asking the Lord to show us what is this. And everybody's like, go to a neurologist, go to a neurologist. So I swear her and I, between the two of us called like a dozen neurologists in San Antonio and they were booked until August and she's hmm. shaking in March, you know, August and, so, and August is still not here. And this is what they wanted to wait. Cause it's, it was so backed up. And I was like, so I actually got frustrated and took her to the emergency. Even long story short, nobody could find anything wrong at all. That there was any nerve damage, The CT scan came back, blood work came back, everything was fine. And I was, okay, so one night, I'm just praying. I'm interested. I'm, I'm up and I'm interested. They're upstairs asleep, it's during the night, and I smelled this really weird smell. And I was like, something's on fire. Something, there's a smell, aroma. Uh-huh. And I, no no there's everything's fine and i sensed it was a spiritual thing all of a sudden mm. and i was like no we don't have time for that in the to go away and um, so i went to sleep when i went to sleep i had a dream and in this dream i was in a um what looked like a kitchen And it wasn't a place I've been before, and it it was just open, bright room, and there was a dark figure at the other end.
0: Mm.
3: And I said, I looked at it and I said, what do you want? The figure said, she is mine. You need to leave her alone. And I said, oh no, she is a daughter of the king. You need to leave her alone in Jesus' name. And I woke up. And I woke up and I was just, now I'm up. The, our pastor had prayed with her the, follow, the Sunday before, so she started building her faith. And so some faith stuff started rising. She started using her faith, <laughs> quoting scripture, Nathan was playing worship music in the room. So there was this building up, but I wanted to know what the root was, where was this coming from? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so anyway, I faced this thing, I woke up, I had this determination, like this is, this is the enemy trying to take her out, you know, to try to disrupt her life. So I took authority over it. And the very next morning she came running down the stairs and said, Look and she was stable. She wasn't shaking anymore. And I was like,
1: I was just taken
3: I was surprised. I don't know why we're always surprised when God shows up. And so, so she she's like Look, It's, it's like sh-.
1: it's like when Peter's at the door knocking, like, you know. No, certainly not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: in jail. Yeah, he's in jail.
3: <laughs> so so it was just amazing. And then I told our pastor, I texted her, I said, like, she stopped shaking. The, the Lord has healed her. And, you know, took her to the front and showed up the pastor and was like, look, she's healed. So they were just ex- excited that she used her faith. And the Lord revealed to me how to pray and intercede for her. Mm-hmm. And they were just excited. to. And our pastor was like, God loves you so much because he's got you surrounded by people that just take mm-hmm. care of you, you know, and they'll, they'll look out for you. So there was just that was a, um something that happened recently, and um that I wanted to share with that and talk about uh, just okay. briefly,
1: talk about yes. the uh, uh, the importance of God using uh, you know a dream uh, as a way of illustration and drawing you into you know, because he called you to stand as well. interesting enough, you 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 really stood in the spirit because you were you were in a dream scenario where. You weren't even consciously doing it, but you are doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And so talk, talk a little bit about that dynamic of the spiritual so, okay. aspect of it.
3: OK, uh, uh, sure. Um, the last <laughs> the last. Well, probably 20 years or 15 years, it seemed like the Lord I slowed down enough in my dream life (laughs) for God to say, hey, Christina, you need to pay attention in this area or you need to pay attention to this situation. Um, I may have been seeing it, the signs when I was awake, but stopping and paying attention, there's something specifically the Lord was trying to say, this is the situation. Mm -hmm. This is what I need you to address or I need you to be aware of. And so he's utilized that with me in a handful of times in different scenarios in life. Uh, yeah. whether it be for mm-hmm. Emery, um, the current church we go to, the same thing happened where it was a dream, and it was like different levels of the dream, and I was just um, kind of set back of what did this mean? So Joel can talk yeah, about we, that a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question. No, we, we,
2: we've seen the Lord speak to both of us through his word, like we talk yes. about in the abiding retreats uh we've seen him speak through that inward witness that knowing you just suddenly have this like oh i know the answer right Mm -hmm. and you know that you know that you know the answer Uh, and there's there's many ways god speaks one of them is through dreams and i think like christina touched on that's sometimes the lord has to speak to us through dreams i think because that's the first time we slow down in our day Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know especially in modern american life there's this uh there's this youtube video Shows a husband and wife getting up and uh, starting their morning, and he says, "Well, are you going to talk to God about this?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've asked, I'm going to ask God what He thinks about this." And then she goes through the whole day, and there's this noise all day long—the radio in the car, she's mm-hmm. on the phone, the radio in the background, kids screaming. They lay down in bed, and the last thing they do is kill the radio. And and he goes, "So?" And she goes, "I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't." Hear from God all day. I guess He just doesn't want to give me an answer, <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like you never gave a chance yeah. Right,
2: right. <laughs> so, so I think one of the reasons that 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 God uses dreams with people is because we do slow down. Our spirits get mm-hmm. quiet, and He's able to communicate with us. Um, he's He's done that with both of us on several occasions, either to give us um, knowledge ahead of schedule, you know, so we'd recognize something when it came. Or um, to encourage us, or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want people to think that dreams are the only way God can speak. Is certainly no. that's true, yeah. but at the same time, He very much, at least in our lives, mm-hmm. has used dreams on many occasions to let us see something in advance, so that when mm-hmm. it happened, we knew it was Him, or to encourage us, you know, along the way. Uh, one, one long story, and I'll try to keep it brief, but because of the time, but. Um, we were we were quite happy in our former church. We've been there a l- long time. We got married in that church, um, and my parents actually went to Bible school with the pastor back in the '60s and his wife, so some family connections. and And we loved being there. had no interest in moving. Uh, this is in May. Uh, Christina has a dream, and in the dream, uh, she dreams that Korea threatens the war. In the and I'm giving you the brief version in the first scene. In the second scene, she, she meets a blonde-haired uh, man. She sees him. She she General, knows huh? him. He's wearing a general's outfit, which she doesn't understand that. He's got a blonde family, and they get in a black suburban. And she looks at him and says, how could you have come so far? How could you have left so much? And he gets this oh. big grin on his face. And um, And then there's another scene that happens next with um, it looks like a black and white movie. It's kind of dismal outside. It's a front yard our street. Our kids are outside playing and they hear the sound of sheep and they look down the street and there's thousands and thousands of sheep coming toward our house and there's such, they're literally so many of them, the houses are acting as the corral, the fence. a mm-hmm. corral them mm-hmm. and our kids see them and squeal with, with glee and are you know playing with them and and uh so anyway, that's the third scene, then there's a fourth scene so that's in May well, in um October and November, I hear the Lord say uh, there's, a there's a new there's a change coming, and basically I want you to move to a new church well we were we're super loyal people. we don't uh, do that and I actually argued with God that's a whole other story <laughs> um but anyway, um so fast forward to the my father-in-law comes to visit us, and I come home one day, and he's holding the. He loved reading the paper, and it says Korea threatens war. Well, that mm-hmm. was around the first of December. December fourteenth, we we started attending this new church.
3: Yeah, well, we were actually helping them get started. Yeah, we, we were, knew they were our, a new. Our launch, plan was helping them. And we were just launch, planning on not painting and getting it set up and could you know blessings and walk away but it um,
2: didn't happen so december 14th we have the first church service that we helped them get ready for and then january 1st um christina's out in the front yard the kids are playing it's an unusually warm day and a neighbor comes running out
3: just out of the blue
2: across the street like hey hey and she's looking at christina she's like get your bible get your bible and come with me Christina's like, is everything okay? She goes, yeah, my daughter's having an experience with God. Well, this family's unsaved, um, and so all the kids are looking. Neighbors are like, what's going on? You know, and everybody's looking at at this new sheep being born uh, as her daughter mm-hmm. is making a decision for Christ. So Christina goes over and prays with her. So that's the first of December. Korea threatens war. The middle of December, we meet our new pastor. What becomes our new pastor? And January first. Our kids are out in the street, and there's a sheep. You know, new new mm. person coming to the kingdom. Exact same sequence as the dream. We don't we don't figure out. We don't any put it
3: together at all at that time for for mm-hmm. another
2: week or two, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, we went to pick up somebody that was visiting our church, and they said, "Oh, hang on, I left my. Co-. It's kind of chilly. I left my coat in the pastor's car." Well, we don't even know what kind. Co- car that our new pastor drives. And so this this friend, this now friend, guest at the time, gets out, steps into the black Suburban next to us and gets his jacket and comes and gets back in our car and the dream comes back.
3: And I asked him, I said, is that pastor's Suburban? And he goes, yes. And I said, I looked at Joel like, um, I didn't know that. So I didn't even know what they drove. And it just literally started revealing at that time. All the the whole dream
2: comes flooding back to both of us. Korea threatens war December first. We meet the blonde-haired family because our pastor is blonde-haired Dutch descent from South um, Africa. Mm. From South Africa, and his whole at the family time is he, had, he had helped start like two or three hundred churches, so he's kind of a general in God's army, and his his wife and two daughters are blonde. And Christina in the dream says, How could you have come so far? How could you have left so much? Hmm. Well, they came from South Africa to San Antonio to start the start church. Start over.
3: They left everything. And
2: at the time, their church was running about 10,000 people and they had 150 staff, a paid-for house. Yeah. yeah. And God said, Start over in, in, in America. In San Antonio. And so, come so far, left so much. And then two weeks later, January 1st, the sheep in the street, kind of thing. So, um, that just reinforced like we're in the right place, the right time, God's will, because mm-hmm. he let us see all this. Which leaving the leaving the other church was heartbreaking for us because we, you know, mm-hmm. were buried there. Our kids, Nathan had been baptized there. Yeah. You know, so How beautiful
3: family. he gave you all this assurance though. This is really it, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It was
2: <laughs> the assurance that that's where we're supposed to be. And so that was that was kind of a foreknowledge of Mm-hmm. Uh, by giving her the dream in May, everybody knew it was from God, but nobody knew what it meant.
3: I just had to write it down and process it. And it goes back to your abiding process, mm-hmm. um, Rich. I didn't know anything about it back then, but I wrote it all out because I mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with all this information and the sequence that was given to me in. And, we, and then we
2: basically forgot about,
3: we, it we, for for, months. forgot about it. And then the Lord revealed it at the right time right mm-hmm. and so that's what we we do we we realize the importance of that even now um, we we keep i think a few abidings back we we t- we have a um a journal that we mm-hmm. actually write these big and little life decisions in and date it and we just start waiting to hear what god says about certain things or we gather information and this is what i was sharing with c12 breakfast the other day we we have some table talk and um this was last friday this was last friday we have some table talk and I, we were i was sitting there with another marketplace chaplain person and some c12ers and we were just talking and they were talking and i said you know you really probably should get a a, a notebook and write this kind of stuff down and date it because there was a lot of questions they had
0: mm-hmm. and i
3: said and and just wait and gather information as you hear it I said, it could be from the radio it could be from a pastor it could be from a friend it could be just the Lord's going to bring people your way when he wants you to know something. Because mm-hmm. um, I've, and I kind of shared the illustration of how we have done that and how the Lord has processed that with us in different scenarios in our life. And so they're like, well, that's interesting. I said, by the way, we're having a biting treat <laughs> <laughs> coming up so learn more. to learn more about how to do this, you know, on a day-to-day. So
1: anyway, that's... Yeah. And as you uh, uh, share that uh, approach, what, what do you what do you understand about the importance of the step-by-step process uh, that it's, you know, what do you know now? What's next? What's the next step? Uh, uh, How does it come together? Kind of like you shared that story of of going to the church is that there's a series of steps and actually God gave them to you ahead of time (laughs) that you started to, Oh, that's what it was. So he used that really as confirmation Mm -hmm. uh, that, I already told you this and now you experienced it mm-hmm. and what I told you is real and I'm, you're in the right place. Uh, so that's kind yeah, of cool. That,
2: that dream was actually probably the first one we ever really paid attention. Paid really to. attention. After that, we started paying attention to all our dreams. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, wait. okay what, what's got up to? Yeah. But you know, Rich, one of the things I think, and in, in, I don't know that you and I've ever talked about this specifically, but I think a challenge, I've grown up in, in the church world, um, and at least the, my experience has been people get a little something from God, a little piece of information, a little hint of direction, and they'll just charge off. Right, right, right. And they don't wait. They don't slow down. They don't, okay, let me get the next piece. Let me get the next. Let me get right. a not saying God's going to reveal what I'm going to be doing 20 years from now, but I certainly, you know, just because I have a sense that, oh, well, maybe. I meet so many people that are like, well, they get a sense of maybe, and that poof, they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like. Well, you know, God changed His mind. I'm like, God didn't change His mind. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> you pursue did. this all the way out. Yeah, you you know? get all the information. Mm-hmm. And, and so that that would be probably the biggest thing that we've learned over the years, and certainly since we have met you and, and been part of your ministry, is that this ask, seek, not this slow down. Slow down. Start. You really helped us crystallize what does it mean to wait on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you're a lot oh, that's of good. people say wait on the Lord. And you're like. What is wait on the Lord? Then somebody will say, "Well, let's just be patient." You yeah, know, we, we and, see
3: people wait on the Lord like this. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, very
3: passive. I yes, don't know what here and, I, and my hands are tied because I'm waiting on you to do something. Mm-hmm. And there's no, and the thing is, is it's, it's relational with God. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm if I'm if I'm having a you know, relation with Him and talking to Him and I'm gathering information and He's leading me to a scripture, or He's leading me to a person to talk to. Who knows what you know? He's got the bigger picture in motion here. So, and then we look back. I tell my kids now, look back at your journal of the last six months, and he's actually guided your way. He's actually directed the paths. You just not seeing it clearly. So read it, kind of a you know like where have you been in the last year to six months, and then kind of see what he's showing you. And uh, and people, you're right. right on the Lord. They don't. It's just like well, I got this little bit of information. He said no. Well, no that person you know that situation didn't line up but maybe then that mm-hmm. you know so don't just say no and run off and do nothing
1: right yeah
2: or don't charge your head with with a little piece of information and go oh well he said i get to do this
1: yeah mm-hmm. i got it yeah well
3: and then we we usually take that little piece of information then we put our own plan to make it happen right instead of staying with him in the process right and that's what we learned in the abiding origin is we ab- are abiding in one of the first few retreats we did it dawned on Joel and I both, I think, at the same time. He has the ambition to go ahead and do something. I have the ambition to go ahead and do something. Together, we can do a lot and accomplish mm-hmm. a lot. But the first per, the person we didn't add to this the, was the Lord and right. saying, hey, what is it that you'd like us to do? Because we can accomplish mm-hmm. a lot, even if it's on going the wrong direction.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'll be fun to uh, you know, have you share all that with your daughter-in-law because she looks for a new work. Uh, mm-hmm. Is, you know, and I think you've already started her with the desires of her heart, what's important to her for a job, what would thrill her as a job. And then you can help her uh, to basically journal that out, literally step by step. Okay, what'd you learn now? Go seek, go, go ask, go, go evaluate. Um, even, by the way, and particularly in job interviews where, she, where the, we get an interview, but we don't get the job. It's not like that was a mistake. It's really God saying, I'm trying to show you something that's important to you as you refine the path that I have for you. And to know when when I give you the right thing, you're going to know it uh, because Mm -hmm. because you've learned it, you know, so that the, you know, the step by step. It's it's interesting that you say that, Rich, because she had an interview last week
2: and she went to and she came back. She's like, that is not it.
1: Mm. (laughs) Right.
3: That's great. But,
2: But. you know, she had to go to that interview to determine, okay, this, that's
3: not mm-hmm.
2: not going that direction.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that would be the. And that's uh,
3: valuable information. There
2: sure it is. Yeah. You know? And as
1: you, uh, and Christina, uh, kind of, uh, with that C12 group and then help her, um, is they got to write him down. Um, mm-hmm. and like your daughter-in-law would be, well, write down, why didn't you, why did you see that not being the right one? And that'll help her crystallize. Uh, well, I, I saw this and I realized now that this piece of it isn't going to be for me. Well, mm-hmm. get, you got to write it down. Uh, right. and then, then when you're helping her later compare when she does get an opportunity will be, well, how does that stack up to what you've already learned? Mm-hmm. Um, and are you going to be thrilled at this one you now? So that'll, that'll be fun to do.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, uh, certainly have lots <laughs> lots of cool <laughs> stories. I know I love hearing these yeah. stories. Right? Uh, so we love telling We like bragging mm-hmm. on God. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I know it's fun because we get to we get to see it and we're excited for the next phase. Uh, we'll be uh, have you come back and uh, uh, maybe even have your uh, son and daughter-in-law join us uh, with you. Oh, That'd be fun. That'd be fun to hear their perspective on it and yeah. uh, the feel. It's always a thrill for a parent that your children mm-hmm. I think Kathy said this is that at a young age they're actually starting to realize mm-hmm. how beautiful this is mm-hmm. um, and uh, what a privilege you know that is and you know may your family continue to thrive so thank you so much for sharing uh, the stories we would love to have you back and uh, uh, and I know we'll be praying for your ministry and all the things you guys are yes. involved in that uh, you're trying to sort out you know what what you what do you do and how do you do it and so we'll uh, keep praying for that so father we do lift up joel and christina and uh it's a uh, just an honor and a privilege to walk with them uh as they walk with you and to realize the beautiful supernatural life that they get to experience and their kids also uh and these wonderful stories of uh, expressing the life of the holy spirit and the joy of that and so i just pray that they have more joy continued blessing and uh to live out all that you have for them and we praise you now in christ's name amen Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you, you
3: so much for joining us. And thank you to everyone listening today. And just be encouraged as you hear these stories. You know, you've had two weeks in a row of some amazing stories from Joel and Christina. Um, these supernatural stories are not meant just for the privileged few. No. These are meant to be everyday life on adventure with God as we abide in him. So if this has brought up questions for you that you'd love to process, send them in to us at questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk about them. Yeah, and thanks again for joining us. We'll see you
0: next time. Yep. See you then. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments, and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.